and I'll give a precursor. I'm part comedian, part capacitor. <laughs> and the way I work my butterflies out is I tell a few jokes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we are honored to be here this morning with Grace Fellowship. Pastor Jeff and his lovely wife, Tracy, thank you for the invite. Um, can you just look to somebody and say, it's good to see you in church. You know, we could have went fishing this morning. Uh, it's nice weather out there today. Could have went for a long drive, but we chose to honor the Lord and be in his place of worship. And uh, how many of you are grateful for what God has done for you in your life? Can we just give an applause to the Lord for his goodness? I'm honored today to have my lovely wife, Patricia, with me of 39 years. Our senior elder, Elder Frank Hawkins, is with us, and one of our associate pastors, Pastor Oscar Rossum and Sharon Rossum. We're glad to have them accompany. I really think they showed up just in case I would get comfortable and join Grace. <laughs> Thank you. Don't tease me with that. Uh, but I am enjoying the fellowship with Pastor Jeff. And what a wonderful experience we had at the National Night of Prayer. How many of you were there and experienced that wonderful experience in that place of worship that night? We turned that school into a place of worship in that I see some childhood friends of mine, the Browns over there. We grew up together. And I'm glad to see him here at Grace Fellowship. Well, I believe there is a word from the Lord today. Can we pray? Our gracious God, our Father, we don't take this for granted. We take this opportunity to share what you've given us, that it would bless these, your people, that it would strengthen them and allow them to move on to the next level in you. For this we pray in Jesus' name, amen. I love the beach. Matter of fact, I'm going to a minister's conference in a couple weeks in Hampton, Virginia, which is 10, 15 miles from um, Virginia Beach. And I'm already figuring out how I can go to some of the conference and go to the beach. <laughs> Part of it is to work on my tan. Uh, and <laughs> I told you, part comedian, part preacher. Uh, part of it's to work on my tan, and the other part of it is to show off my body. Uh, uh, now, let's get back to the word. <laughs> um, but a few years ago, my wife and I were sitting on the beach, and um, I was under the, you know, the little tent you buy, you rent, and uh, 
protecting my tan. And, uh, and there was a gentleman walking down the beach who had a, fur, a, a winter coat on. Now it's 95 degrees. And he's walking down the beach with a coat zipped up, with a ski cap on, with winter boots on. And, you know, immediately I said, oh, blessing Lord, he's, he's struggling. But actually, he looked at us like we were struggling because we were sitting there, you know, with as much possible that we could take off and remain legal. But he was zipped up and covered up. And as he was walking, the Lord spoke to me and says, he's stuck. He's stuck on a page of life. And he's stuck there and he's been stuck so long that he's became comfortable. Maybe not comfortable because it's comfortable, but comfortable because he can't get off that page. How many have ever experienced something in your life traumatic or not so traumatic that it was just hard to get past? This thing called life, whoo, I am going to have a suntan in a few minutes with these lights. Uh, this thing called life is amazing. And there's different chapters. We have different years. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. It seems like it gets real interesting around 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. We start, as my grandmother would say, you start smelling yourself. And you think that you're grown and you're really not grown. How many of you remember when you turned to the place where you can make your own decisions? How many of you would like to go back to those adolescent years and do some things over? <laughs> well, there's a lady by the name of Beverly Sills. She wrote something, and I, don't, I couldn't find it. I searched for it, so I had to rehearse it in my mind and try to jot it down. But it talked about the curves in life. And so if anybody's related to Beverly and you know her personally, please don't tell her that I mutilated her writings. I just remembered as much as I could. The road of life is not straight. There's a curve called failure. There's some loops called friends. There are red lights called enemies. There are caution lights called family. Whew. You will have a flat tire called loneliness. But if you have a spare called determination and an engine called perseverance. Wow. And I wrote this down on a little blue sticky as I was coming down the highway. Insurance called faith and a driver called Jesus. You will make it through this thing called life.
let me draw you to a text. In Deuteronomy, and I know this wasn't the scripture that I gave you, Pastor Jeff, but we'll get to Philippians 3 and 13, I promise you, in the next three hours. I promise you we won't be much longer than two hours and 57 minutes. But in Deuteronomy, the first chapter, the sixth verse, the Lord our God spoke to us in Horeb, saying, you have dwelt long enough at this mountain. Turn and take your journey and go to the mountains of the Amorites and to the neighboring places in the plain, in the mountains, in the lowland, in the south, and on the seacoast to the land of the Canaanite and to Lebanon and as far as the great river Euphrates. See, I have set this land before you. Go in and possess it. Possess the land which the Lord swore to your forefathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob, to give to them their descendants and after. If I could leave just a small thought with you for my next two hours and 53 minutes I have left, it would be simply the page of life we refuse to turn. Just look across the room. I try to not do that touch your neighbor stuff. But look across the room and tell somebody, turn the page. Come on. This is, we, we preach to each other in my church, so. We preach to each other in our church, so. I want you to help me share the word today. This time, I want you to say it with some authority. Holler across the room so nobody sitting next to you won't feel like you're hollering at them. Holler across the room and say, turn the page. This thing called life has chapters. Chapter called failure. Chapter called success. Anybody want to say, I've had some successes in life? How many want to be honest and say, I've had some failures in life? How many want to be honest and say, I've had some disappointing moments in life? And if you are not careful in those experiences, even in the success moments, you can think that life is full of nothing but success. But life will teach you that there are more, there are more horror stories sometimes than there are success stories. Anybody got any horror stories in their life? Oh, come on. Stop everybody looking like you ain't never made a mistake. You ain't never did nothing wrong. Ain't nothing ever happened to you that shouldn't have happened to you. But be honest. There are some things in our life that have happened that we wish to have never happened. There are some decisions that we've made in our life. I teach my daughters that um, the decisions that you make today are the ones that you've got to live with tomorrow. And so if you make a bad decision today, it's very easy that you may have to decide, you may have to live with that decision tomorrow. Whew. And I've made some of those bad decisions. 
and I've gotten stuck on some pages of my life that if I wasn't careful, they would affect the rest of my life. And they would determine how I handle life, how I walk in life. If you've ever experienced divorce, sometimes we don't promote it, but it happens. It becomes hard. I'm not the person that stays behind the desk all the time, so don't, don't get excited. I'm not going to jump down off the podium and run around the room. Not in the first service, maybe the second service. <laughs> but if we're not careful, I was talking about divorce. Sometimes in divorce, it's hard to trust the next person. And sometimes God may have sent you someone in that second go-round that's really a gem from God. And, but if you deal with that second person with the circumstances of the first person or the first marriage, you're going to taint that relationship. Anybody want to be honest and say that's true? If you've ever been violated in whatever way you may have been violated, if you're not careful, you're always going to walk around in a defense posture because you've been violated. You will never let people get but so close because I've been violated. And what happens when it relates to the church that defense mechanism that we walk around in life with now gets carried into the house of God. And where we should be reaching people and loving people, we're loving people from a distance. And we now are challenged with making a turn. God has promised some great things for us. But many of us are operating in a, in a posture of hurt. Well, I just felt that one all the way down to my tippy toes. Many of us are operating in the posture of hurt. And the old posture, old saying says, hurting people. So how, is we, how are we as the body of Christ going to affect change in our communities if we won't get past the hurt. If we won't get, if we won't turn the page. Because turning the page, we will find out that there's some promises of God that he has for us, but we're stuck on the failures of our past. So it is in Deuteronomy. They are now circling a promise for 40 years, which was an 11-day journey, and now they're stuck. Some of which are saying, we should have just stayed in bondage. And many of us are saying, wow, where I'm at, I should have just stayed where I was at. 
because I don't like the place that I'm in. How many of you will be honest today and say I'm not real comfortable where I'm at? Don't be embarrassed. This is the spiritual hospital. And we get so caught up. Oh, I got to go to church and I got to look like everything's okay. When really everything isn't okay. I'm hurting. I'm disappointed. I'm turned off from people that should have been in my corner but are now against me. People that should be celebrating me are hating me. They created something they call hater aid. Anybody hate anything? And they're selling it in front of my doorposts. You know, like the little kids have lemonade stands? They have created hater aid about me, and they're standing in front of my face selling it. The devil is a liar. But Philippians 3 and 13, Pastor Jeff. <laughs> ah! Yeah, Philippians 3 and 13. I'm turning into my second hour. We'll get there. Ah! Not, can I just read the 12th verse? Not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected. But I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has laid up, laid hold of me. Brethren, that's sisters and brothers. I do not count myself to have apprehended. I don't have it all together. Everything about Tony Cease I may have on a suit. I may have on a cross, I may have on a collar, but everything about Tony Cease isn't perfected. How many want to be honest and say I'm a, I'm a work in progress? But I'm at the right place when I'm in the house of God. The word says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind. There's a purpose in life for us as believers. God has set some things up for us, but the enemy is trying to confuse us and tell us that we've got to stay in the posture that we're in. I wish you would now, here we go again, holler across the room and tell somebody else, turn the page. I don't know if Pastor Jeff makes you all do that. <laughs> but <laughs> 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 
So we can do it one more time. It sounded so good. Can we just holler across the room again? This time the other way. Holler, turn the page. Paul Harvey says, and the rest of the story. There is a plan for our life, but we've got to forget the things of the past. Oh, y'all ain't going to help me here. We've got to forget the failures of the past. We've got to forget the disappointments of life. As a matter of fact, as it relates to us unifying as churches, we've got to forget what didn't work 20 years ago. As a matter of fact, when we all get to heaven, all, all, all get to heaven, there's not going to be a separation. There's not going to be a grace fellowship section, a new covenant community church section. There's not going to be a Harrisburg section, York section. Matter of fact, no walls, no division. But in order for us to get there, we have got to holler across the room again. Forgetting. Oh, I'm getting happy. <laughs> we got to turn the page. Hey, hey. We got to turn the page. Be nice, Cease. Be nice. Turn the page. Forget what didn't work. Be convinced to know that all things, Roman 8 and 28 says, and we know that all things work together. As a matter of fact, some of the things that have happened in your life had to happen because it positioned you for where he wants to take you. If you've never been broke, you will never have to be, a, be able to appreciate having a couple dollars in your pocket. If you've never had a situation when you may have not had food on your table, hmm, and you would think, oh, that doesn't happen in Shrewsbury. Yeah, it does. It happens in York. It happens in Baltimore. It happens in Philadelphia. It happens in Los Angeles. It happens, it's a thing. And if we're not careful as believers to look past, the other thing that we've got to turn the page on is our own successes. We get caught up in the fact that I got it going on. I, I made it. I'm on the Lord's side. And I forget my sister or brother that I walk across every day and forget to tell them, hey, God loves you. So, so that Pastor Jeff won't say that I was not hermeneutically correct and 
that I didn't possibly exegete the text properly. <laughs> and then I did not present my argument and then my solution to the problem that I presented. Let me make my three points. <laughs> From the seminary perspective. And my first point is, that was then. This is now. Now the seminary don't teach you how to say, turn the page. That was something cease created. <laughs> Seminary Tony 2 and 2. Uh, but I need you to just say it one more time. But just say it passionately now to the next person sitting next to you. Turn the page. Turn the page. What happened yesterday is gone. But where God wants to take us today can't be infused by what happened yesterday. The mere fact that you woke up today and what happened yesterday didn't kill you. <laughs> what happened yesterday didn't kill you it's a mere fact that we ought to just slip our hands up and say, thank God for a new day. Well, Cease, what are the things that keep me from turning the page? I thought you'd never ask. God According to 2 Timothy 2 and 17, God has not given us a spirit of fear. And fear comes in all shapes and sizes. If you're not careful, your failures of the past will create a, a, a lifestyle of fear. I can't do it again because I failed yesterday. I can't, I failed the test in college. I'm quitting, I'm done. Actually, tests are important. Your test, God wants to turn it into a testimony. And you're going to keep failing that test until you realize that it's only a test. How many ever played sports? How many remember when your first time up at the bat and they struck you out? And you had, thought you had form. I got to keep the mic here. 
you thought you had for him. Most people will say, well, Cease, you've been a big boy all your life. Can I just share something with you? We had a church event one time. I still got five hours. <laughs> we had this event one time, and it was one church against another playing baseball. I was trying to convince Trish that I was to be her man, you know. <laughs> and so everybody else struck out. And Tony Cease was up to bat. Bases were loaded. <laughs> I hit the ball. Nobody thought that I could hit the ball. Really, nobody thought that I can make it around all three bases. <laughs> but on my way to home plate, after bases were loaded, we're now up three, tied at three. I was the person who was going to win the game, and I stumbled at third base. running so hard. How many of you will be honest to say I'm running so hard and I'm about to stumble? I stumbled at third base. It doesn't matter how you finish. The process or the point is, is that you finish. On the other page, on the other page, you got it, baby. <laughs> Come give me five, baby. Come give me five. That's it. Unless you present the message of God in a way that even the children can get it and walk away from it, you fail. Back to my, I'm running, and I stumbled. About halfway between home plate and third base, I lost my balance. I don't know how it was that I bounced. Am I telling the truth, tr truth, Trish? I bounced from halfway between third base and home plate. And we won the game. Nice. Some of you all are stumbling between third base and home. But bounce on into home plate. Because not only did we win the game, it gave me enough confidence to ask Trish to marry me. Hallelujah. And you know what? 
She told me no. Now, somebody over there said, turn the page. No, I, I didn't want to turn. That would have been turning the page prematurely. I managed to pass the test and say, baby, I can be the best thing that ever happened to you beside Jesus. And finally, she said yes. So, that was then. This is now. Turn the page on your failures, your disappointments, and realize that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind and love. And he wants us to forget the things of the past and press on to the goal of which God has designed for us. Jeremiah says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and to give you an expected end. You got to know who you are. You got to know whose you are. And then secondly, you got to understand that it won't always be like this. Sooner or later, God is going to turn it in your favor because he wants every last one of us to reach the goal. But we've got to turn the page. Turn the page, ladies and gentlemen. Turn the page and realize that God is in control. If you've received something today, why don't you just clap your hands for Jesus? Now, the people that are here from New Covenant are going to hold me to the fact that I did this in 28 minutes. <laughs> My wife is over there shaking her head because usually 30 minutes, I'm into my first point. But I want you to realize God loves you and he wants the best for you. And Pastor Jeff, speaking prophetically, something great is getting ready to happen. But the only way it's going to happen, Pastor Jeff, is if we turn the page. Forget what didn't work and reach forward to the things that God has planned to work for us. God bless you, and I love you. I love you, my brother. You stay up here.